Welcome to day 68 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season. We're going through the story of the prophets. It's a nice uh, section that comes at the end of your Old Testament as a bridge between the old and the new in so many ways. Uh, as God's people have proven themselves to be unfaithful to them, the prophets execute, uh, you know, God's case against the people, their lack of faithfulness, their lack of confidence in Him, how they all look to everything except for the one who created them, including you know, idols that they've created by their own hands. And so the prophets uh, have uh, you know, the duty of pronouncing both God's judgment, but the hope of God's salvation that comes in and through judgment in the midst of our judgment. And of course, we ultimately, you know, find in Christ, I love uh, the way that Paul brings it, you know, to a fine point in Romans when he said, you know, uh, God put him forward as the atoning sacrifice for our sin to be received by faith. And of course, Isaiah 26, as we continue, you know, in this uh, in a song of praise, uh, we'll make that point, you know, very richly. So we're in Isaiah 26. We receive this moment in this song as an act of worship and, and a gift, you know, from God. And uh, we not only receive it for the beauty, you know, of its words and and for the depth of its meaning, but for its power to accomplish God's purpose in us. And uh, put our hope in the fact that God is, is is doing something every time we come into His presence through His Word to transform us into the image of His Son, to shape our affections you know, toward Him. Uh, so, David, do you mind lifting us up with prayer? Are we? No, let's pray. Father, we know our affections do sadly go towards so many things that are not You. And so we ask that in this time um, You would reorient our hearts, our desires, um, to you and in that may we find not just rest and peace but a deep joy that we can't find anywhere else outside of you so thank you for the gift of your word that does that great work um, may it nourish us today as we so that we can live um, to be your people uh, in this time in this place you pray this all in the wonderful name of jesus amen Isaiah 26, in that day the song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and its ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord himself is rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down into the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of righteousness smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the ways of your law, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. When your judgments come down upon earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. But when grace is shown to the wicked... They do not learn righteousness. Even in the land of uprightness, they will go on doing evil and do not regard the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted high, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and put to shame. Let the fire reserved for your enemies consume them. Lord, you established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Lord, our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. They are now dead. They live no more. Their spirits do not rise. You punished them and brought them to ruin. You wiped out all memory of them. You've enlarged the nation, Lord. You have enlarged the nation. You have gained glory for yourself. You extended all the borders of the land. Lord, they came to you in their distress. When you disciplined them, they could barely whisper a prayer. 
There's a pregnant woman about to give birth, rise and cries out in her pain. So were we in your presence, Lord. We were with child. We writhed in labor, but we gave birth to wind. We have not brought salvation to the earth, and the people of the world have not come to life. But your dead will live, Lord. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. Go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed by. See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the blood shed on it, and the earth will reveal that slain no longer, conceal that slain no longer. Again, you uh, have to marvel at the the poetry and the imagery, you know, of, of Isaiah, and it you know certainly is. If you turn into the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke is excellent, and it's you know in its Greek literary sense. And you turn to the Old Testament, you find the same thing, and Isaiah, uh, you know, beautifully you know, strung together. And then, of course, there are examples of, of people who weren't that great at Greek and weren't that great at Hebrew, but also God has spoken through in very powerful ways mm-hmm. in both Old and New Testament as well. But what a great song and what a great promise. You will keep in, in, in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. And there you go, Matt. He humbles those who dwell on high. Yeah. There's that continuing theme of humble yourselves now so that one day you, you may be exalted. That's right. Just something the Lord yeah. does. But if you want yeah. to exalt yourself now and, and live for whatever, you sadly, you know, it leads to humility at, at the wrong time, though. Yeah, it's an invitation that comes you know, to us you know, from the lips of both Peter and Paul. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord that in due time he may, he may lift you up. Yeah. And you see that contrast between the two. Mm-hmm kind of cities right there of, you know the Lord saying at the very beginning it's opening in that day the song will be sung in the land of Judah that God has made salvation he has built a strong city and he mm-hmm. invites people into the city and yet there's another city he's going to lay low and that's the Right. City that's built on pride. Uh, yeah, for you know, one of the <laughs> earliest, uh, you know, rich, uh, you know, theological works, you know, in the Reformed tradition, I guess if you could call it, was uh, Augustine's "The City of God and the City of Man." Yeah. And, and the contrast mm-hmm. is between the two: the cities, you know, that we build, and, and the city that you know God, is, you know, God is building. And even the, you know, the, some of the cities you know that we build, they have a lot of a lot to commend them. Uh, but they will always be fallen, and they'll always be imperfect. And uh, what God builds, you know, is foundational and lasts forever. And of course, that's part of it. You know, those whose minds have been steadfast. In other words, they've, they've trusted in God in spite of all the chaos going on around them, mm-hmm. and uh, He has proven Himself to be a rock eternal. Mm-hmm. In other words, a sure foundation. And of course, we're reminded of Jesus about building your house, mm-hmm. you know, on that very rock. Mm-hmm. Of course, I appreciate the humility in 12 that says, Lord, you establish peace for us and all that we have accomplished you have done for us. Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. So it is just an acknowledgement that he is the author and the perfecter of all of that. So. And, you know, this is true, you know, both when we do not acknowledge it, that yes. everything that uh, mm-hmm. we have accomplished is because of his good gifts in us. Mm-hmm. But this is also, you know, part of the gospel, that the, the good works that in the end mm-hmm. we will be rewarded for or his works through us, yeah. which is kind of ironic, 
you know, that we'll be rewarded for good works that he wrought in us. And of course, that's what, you know, Paul is saying in Ephesians when he gets, you know, to the end of, you know, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. This isn't from yourself. It's a gift of God. And not by your works so that no one can boast, for we are Christ's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for these good works that, and by the way, he prepared in advance so mm-hmm. that we could walk in them. Yeah, the Lord just helped me. God centered this passage, this chapter, in turning our eyes towards all that the Lord does from, mm-hmm. you know, making this great city to leveling the path for the righteous to walk, um, you know, from bringing down the city uh, that is that is proud to, you know, doing everything for us to enlarging the nation, enlarging the borders, and enlarging the land to, to even the end. You know, when mm-hmm. His judgment does come, you get this Exodus imagery in verse twenty. You know, go, my people, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves a little while until his wrath has passed by. You know, and, and if we know the story um, of Scripture and we know the story of Israel and mm-hmm. the role the Passover plays here, you know, you, you see, again, this is just pointing us right towards Jesus and, and being the people who await, you know, for, yes, God's wrath to come, but uh, for yeah. a better Passover uh, lamb to arrive. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, of course, the room we hide in is Christ himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's our covering. Yeah. He rescues us, you know, from the wrath to come. Uh, and, and not only from, from the wrath to come, but he can keep us in, in a moment, you know, of wrath as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that. And, and we ought to give it, you know, we can't uh, you know, read chapter 26 without a shout-out to Louis Giglio and the 26-8 generation. Mm. You know, yes, Lord, walking in the ways of your law, we wait for you. Your name and your renown are the desires of our hearts. So that's mm-hmm. the verse of a whole generation of young, restless reform. Mm-hmm. You know, people that uh, I was, I was, I was not young at that point, but I was restless and mm-hmm. and, and gradually becoming reformed. <laughs> and all, what a great verse! Uh, walking in your ways, we were waiting for you. Uh, your name and your renown are, are the desire of our hearts. And of course, there is there is the contrast between those whose hearts are. You know, back in you know in, in verse three, who who trust in Him, who are steadfast. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between those whose hearts are steadfast and those hearts are seeking you know satisfaction and other things. It's usually our name and our renown mm-hmm. are the desire of our hearts. We, we want to be famous. We want to achieve things. We want other people to look up at us, and we fail to surrender back to God what is His, His mm-hmm. glory, His name, and His renown. Mm-hmm. And there's also that beauty too, like. Well, we do want to walk in your way. And he's like, well, in order to do that, I'm going to have to give you a new heart with new desires mm-hmm. that will cause you, you know, to walk in my ways and obey my decrees. And so even, again, we've talked about it, but uh, even that desire <laughs> to do that comes from him, the ability to do that comes from him. And obviously that gives him yeah. you know, all the glory. <clears throat> you love the way that Paul brings that together. And of course, he, he doesn't remove the mystery from it, but he does bring the two together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he says, you know, as you've always obeyed, not only my presence, but now much more in my absence, and I have no idea what's happening to my voice here. <laughs> says, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, because it's God who's working in you, both to will and act according to his good purposes. And that mm-hmm. takes us, you know, to uh, verse 12. As Cindy already pointed out, you've established this peace, and everything we have done has come from you. Mm-hmm. So, Cindy, on that note, why mm-hmm. don't you uh, relieve every one of my failing voice and, <laughs> and uh, pray for us. Father, what a great passage. And it's not lost on us, Lord, that you are the provider 
of the peace that we all seek, Father. That you, um, you know that everything that we run after falls short and uh, does not provide. And yet you are a good and gracious and loving Father. And you have been patient and kind with us. And you have provided all that we have needed through your Son, Christ Jesus. So, Father, we lean into that now, thanking you for the work that you have done for us through Christ on the cross, that we might have peace with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.